0: This is Admission Granted, brought to you by Upstate Medical University Admissions. And in this series, we are discussing the ins and outs of applying to and entering the field of medicine. Welcome back for the second episode of Admission Granted, the podcast brought to you by Upstate Medical University Admissions. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about our second key, the MCAT. We're going to talk about when to take it, how to study for it, and all the other tips and tricks that you're going to need to know to be successful.
1: First, let's just go over some basics about the MCAT. Before you begin studying for the MCAT, I recommend going to the AAMC website and looking at their breakdown of everything that will be included on the MCAT. We aren't going to go over the nitty-gritty details here. However, I'll quickly go over the four sections. The first section is ChemPhys, that's chemistry and physics. The second section is CARS, that stands for Critical Analysis and Reasoning Skills. The third section is BioBiochem, that's biology and biochemistry. And the fourth section is psych psychology and sociology. In total, the MCAT will take you about seven and a half hours to take.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the timing and when to take it. So the most important thing when thinking about the MCAT is when to take it and if you're ready to take it. So here's a couple things to keep in mind. The last time that you can take the MCAT and still be able to apply on time is early to mid-June of the same application cycle that you're applying for. So if you're graduating as a senior, Uh, In May, uh, and you're going to apply that same June, then that same month of June is the last possible time that you can take your MCAT and still have it in time for the secondaries. Because it takes about a month to grade the MCAT, and if you're applying in your primary application in early June, and then your secondaries go out in early to mid-July, you're going to need to have taken the MCAT by June in order to get that grade back so you can send it out on time with the secondaries, which is very important. So you can take it in June. I would recommend taking it earlier than that because Number one, that only gives you one shot at taking it, and if you don't do well, you can't take it again if you want to still apply on time. And also, you'd be studying at the tail end of your studying right when you're having to fill out the primary applications, which uh, is definitely pretty difficult to do. So I'd recommend taking it much earlier. I took my first one in January. I took my second one in March. I would shoot for that kind of timeline of the couple months preceding when you plan to apply in that cycle in June.
1: Yeah, that brings up a good point about the timeline. And I think it's important to note that when you take the MCAT, depends on how many gap years you plan to take before medical school. So if you're not taking any gap years, you should take the MCAT during your junior year in college. But if you're taking one gap year, you should take it during your senior year in college. And if you're taking two gap years, you can take the MCAT during your first year out of college.
0: So just briefly, Andrea, when did you take your MCAT?
1: So since I went straight from college to med school without any gap years, I took my MCAT end of May of my junior year, but I ended up having to take it again over that summer. What about you, John?
0: So I took one gap year. So I took my first test in January of my senior year, and then I took the second one uh, in March of my senior year.
1: Oh, so you also took the MCAT twice.
0: Yeah, I did. I didn't score as good as I wanted to the first time after I took it in January. I definitely wasn't ready to take it, but I just was so burned out that I wanted to take it anyway. Didn't do that great. And then uh, I took it again in March of my senior year, and I did much better. That was over my spring break. And so I think it's important to, to know that it's okay to take it twice. You know, I'm a perfect example. I got in, I know several other people that had to take two MCATs and still got into medical school, no problem. So I think what's really important is that you end up getting the score that you want and you definitely want to make sure that if you do take it again, you improve on your score. Um, But it's definitely okay and, and not something to fret about. However, I definitely wish I had only taken it once and I think it's important to definitely wait until you're ready to take it and really be sure that you're ready to take it. And so I think that really comes with just kind of assessing where you're at with the practice tests you know, you're, we'll get into this a little bit later, but taking practice tests is super important and getting a feel for where you're scoring and kind of averaging out your scores and figuring out how you're doing is going to give you really your best judgment on whether or not you're going to score well, because chances are, you're going to get a similar score to the practice test that you're taking. So use that as your guide and really make sure that you're waiting till the right time to take it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the cancellation, the cost and some of the other financial burdens.
1: Yeah, so the MCAT costs about $320 to book. And you want to do that well in advance before your testing date.
0: So what if you have to cancel or reschedule or something like that?
1: Well, I recommend to first go on to the AAMC website And to look at all of their guidelines related to cancellations and fees when it comes to the MCAT registration.
0: Yeah. And on the website, there'll be different zones and each zone is its own time period before the test. And so at a certain zone, you can cancel for free. You might be able to reschedule. And then in some of the later zones, you might not be able to cancel at all or there's a fee associated with it. So just make sure you're keeping in mind these times and these zones throughout your studying process. So one last thing. If you end up going and taking the test and you really feel like you're not happy with the way that it's going, or you feel like you're not ready, but you still want to take the test and go through the process, you can void your test at the end of the MCAT. So at the very end, there's a button that you can click that says void my score. Um, It nullifies the test. No schools ever see that you you took the test or they never see your score. Um, But I wouldn't do this unless you really feel like you're not prepared going in. If you feel like you've been doing well in your practice tests, but you feel like the test didn't go well that day, You know, I would really just trust your practice scores. It's very common to feel like, you know, very drained at the end of the test. Um, So I really would only use that void if you really don't feel prepared.
1: So, John, what's the average MCAT score?
0: So the average for all students who apply is around a 506, but the average for matriculated students, so the ones who actually attend medical school, that's around a 511. I think a 5.10 is really reasonable to shoot for. I think it's a very attainable goal and will make you a competitive applicant. So when preparing and when taking practice tests, I would shoot for, you know, getting around a 5.10 or higher.
1: All right, let's talk about the secret to our second key, how to get that 5.10.
0: We're going to talk about the best study strategies for unlocking the highest possible scores.
1: Before we get into that, John, why don't you tell us about what you did to study for the MCAT?
0: Yeah, sure, so I bought the self-paced Kaplan course. I believe now it's called the On Demand course. Um, Basically what it is, is it's all at your own pace, it's all online, they give you a bunch of videos, they give you some books, they give you practice questions, practice tests, Um, basically like an online hub that you can use, um, and it gives you a study schedule. I think anywhere from three to six months, you can choose your timeline. Uh, I did about six months. I started studying in the fall of my senior year, and I took my first one in January of my senior year. So um, I basically just followed their schedule and their course all the way through. Andrea, what, what did you do?
1: I bought the live online Kaplan course plus tutor package. Basically, this is the same course that you did, John. It has the same online access. However, it's more expensive, and it includes weekly access to a tutor.
0: There's also several other companies that sell study courses. Um, Princeton Review is one. Blueprint is another. So there's other options if you don't feel like Kaplan is the course for you. And of course, there are also other free alternatives um, or cheaper alternatives that you can use to study, um, which we're going to get into a little bit later.
1: So now that we've gone through the process, what would you say is the best study strategy?
0: So I would recommend buying a study course, whether that's Princeton Review, whether that's Kaplan, uh, because it's going to give you a plethora of resources that you can use to your advantage, uh, such as, you know, practice questions, practice tests, tutors that are all going to be really valuable. Um, and so what they're going to do is they're going to set you up on a study schedule. And so I would recommend going at least six months out from when you're going to take the test. So for me, I started studying in, you know, September, the beginning of my senior year, and I took the test that I was comfortable and felt ready for, uh, mid March. So I would plan out, you know, at least six months. And so, like I said, they're going to set you up with like a bunch of videos and readings. And generally you watch the videos and then you have readings associated with the videos and then you take practice questions. Um, and so for me, the readings weren't all that useful, in my opinion. I, I just found that by the end of the course, I didn't remember anything that I had read at the beginning of the course. So if it were if I was going to go back, and what I would recommend is start by basically, you know, here six months out, watch all the videos in order, and do all the practice questions associated with them. And so, you know, for me, I was in school. And so what I did was I took one less course, and I basically treated the MCAT as my of my last course. And so I dedicated a couple hours every day where I would watch the videos and then, you know, personally, I wouldn't do the readings. And then what I would do instead is I would, uh, you know, just take practice questions that are associated with them and then continue to watch videos, take the practice questions. Once you're through all of that, then you can, then you just start taking practice tests. They're going to want you to not take practice tests till really a lot later in the course. I would recommend taking them a lot earlier. I believe Kaplan, for at least for when I bought the course, gave me 14 to 16 practice tests, somewhere around there. And there's a whole bunch of uh, question banks that they give you as well. And so, you know, what I would do is I would take about, you know, you're it'll probably be at least about three months before your test by the time you're finished with all the videos and all the practice questions that they assign you. But it could be sooner or it could be later, depending on your schedule. And so just start taking tests basically whenever you're done with watching those videos and taking those practice questions. And again, I personally didn't do the textbook readings that were assigned, but If you are struggling with a concept, maybe you don't understand a video, I think that's the time to use those textbooks is to review things that you're unsure of instead of reading every single chapter of every single textbook because there's a ton of textbooks. So once you finish with the videos, what I would recommend is start at the beginning of the week and take about one practice test a week and then spend the rest of that week reviewing the test. So start on Monday, and if you can get the whole thing done in one sitting, that's great. Maybe you have a job, though, or you're taking courses, and you have to take section by section over a couple days. So take the beginning of the week to take the test, and then use the remaining time in the week uh, to review that test. So, you know, go section by section and, and start just reviewing what you got wrong. And then at the beginning of the next week, take another one and just repeat the process until you're about a month out from your actual scheduled MCAT. And so when you're reviewing each test, you can use the books that you're given. If you don't understand a concept, use those as kind of supplemental learning. You can also use Khan Academy for concepts you don't understand, which is so great. I use that all the time. Um, They have a a lot of of really great videos and they have a whole section dedicated to the MCAT. And so that was so helpful. I can't stress that enough. Um, So just kind of review those practice tests, um, start taking one a week, about three months leading up. And then if possible, you know, basically a month before your test that last those last couple weeks before taking your actual MCAT, I would try to just dedicate time to spending to the MCAT. So for me, I had my spring break. Um, I basically just took I had about two weeks, a little over two weeks for that. And I would take full lengths in their entirety. So I would wake up at 7am, take a full length throughout the entire day, do it as if you were taking an MCAT, get in your p- proper sleep schedule, make sure you're waking up at basically seven in the morning every day, maybe that's 6.30 every day, get in the schedule, start taking as many practice tests as you can. So, you know, for me, I think I did at least two or three a week, those two weeks leading up to the test. Um, If you can get more time than that, great, but really spending entire days just dedicated to taking tests and then reviewing them, I think is really important. It's going to build up your stamina when it comes to test day. And the, the last thing that I would recommend is Make sure you're taking the AAMC tests last. So there's there's three AAMC tests that you get online through their website um, that are really going to be the most like the actual MCAT itself. Um and so I would recommend taking those last and then doing those, you know, reviewing those as your last three tests that you take before taking the MCAT. And those will give you a good idea of what you'll actually score come test day. So that's my take. Andrea, what are some of your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so I completely agree with everything you've mentioned, John. I also used uh, my course-specific question banks that was provided for me by my prep course, uh, and I used those specifically to focus on the sections I wasn't as strong with. And I would also recommend not only buying the AAMC practice tests, but also buying all of the AAMC section-specific practice question packs. And I would utilize those materials about two to three months leading up to your testing date. So the last thing that I would recommend is that when you are reviewing your full-length practice tests, if you don't understand an explanation that the course gives you to one of the practice test questions, then you can go on to Reddit and look up the specific question and you will see explanations given by people that can make more sense to you. For example, you could look up on Reddit, Kaplan practice test number three, bio- biochem, question number four, and that will bring you to various explanations to that question that you're looking for. Keep in mind, though, that this is Reddit, so this should be used as a last
0: resort. And so while we recommend buying a course, whether that's Kaplan, Princeton Review, Blueprint, it's also possible to study without buying a course at all. I have several friends who studied very successfully using either free or cheap resources that they bought online. So if you choose not to study with a review course, there are still some cheap or free options that you can use to study with. So number one is if you have a friend, maybe you have a family member or somebody that you know that has purchased a course and is no longer using their review books, you can always try to get hand-me-down books. Barnes & Noble also has complete MCAT review books, some big ones, some section by section that you can purchase for relatively cheap. Um, You could also, from Amazon, do the same thing. There's tons of, of books out there that are a lot cheaper than buying a course. And so you can use those to study kind of at your own pace or to review concepts or to use as your primary study method. Also, I mentioned this before, but Khan Academy is a wonderful resource to use. Uh, If you're reviewing any type of concepts that has its own page specifically designed for the MCAT, they have such great videos. I would highly recommend also using those um, as a free method to study as well. Each review course company also usually offers about one free practice test that you can download. So Princeton, Kaplan, uh, Blueprint, they'll give you a free practice test. Um, AAMC also has one free practice test that you can download. So you still can get a feel for what the practice tests are like um, without having to spend a dime. And I think what's really important to remember here is that each course and each person's study style is different. You can buy the self-paced course, you can buy the tutor course, the lab online, uh, or you don't have to buy a course at all. It really is specific to each person's different study style. So I think what's important is to really use the course or whatever resource you're using as kind of a baseline and you'll start to learn pretty quickly what methods work best for you. And then once you figure that out, kind of follow your own compass and use the resources that you have in whatever way you find suits you best.
1: The last thing we wanted to talk about today are some tips and tricks for studying each specific section of the MCAT.
0: Yeah, so for the chem-phys section, what I'd recommend is doing the specific question bank questions for whatever practice course uh, you've purchased or finding any specific questions that you can Whether through free resources. Um, I found that leading up to the test, that was the section that I struggled with the most, and I think it's generally one of the harder sections, and so I would really focus on doing practice questions every day relating to that specific section. And for the CARS section, it's it's much tougher to study for the CARS section because it's much more just about your own critical reading skills. Um, And so I think the biggest thing with this is just practice. So if it's something that you're not as strong in, um, I would recommend trying to read passages every day. Get up and maybe it's the first thing that you do in the morning. Um, If you follow a, if you subscribe to Jack Weston, um, he will send you emails every morning with a short little passage and I believe it's just one or two questions each morning um, relating to basically it's kind of simulating a little mini car section. Um, And so that's kind of a good way to get your brain going. um, And it's also completely free. So uh, if that's something you struggle with, I'd recommend doing that. Um, otherwise, um, use the books that they give you or, um, you know, rego go over the practice tests and really just read as many of those sections as you can.
1: If you are struggling with the bio biochem section, I would strongly recommend purchasing a UWorld practice question subscription. I found UWorld to be extremely helpful for preparing for the experimental setup type questions. Uh, Specifically, questions that analyzed graphs and lab results. Um, Those type of questions tend to show up frequently on the bio-biochem section. For the psych-soc section, I found that my Kaplan resources were very limited in preparing um, for that section of the MCAT. I strongly recommend Googling a Khan Academy 86 page document to help you prepare for the PsychSoci section. You can find this document if you specifically Google KA PsychSoci 86 page document, and that will bring up a Reddit page where you can click on the link to the document.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I found that Kaplan was totally insufficient in preparing me for the psych section. Um, I personally didn't use that document, but um, using some type of outside resource, um, I basically did an exhaustive search just in Google of just searching every possible concept for the psych section. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend using some type of outside resource to study for that section. Finally, before we wrap up, I wanted to briefly mention one more test that most of you guys are going to have to take when applying to medical school, and that's called the Casper test. It's spelled C-A-S-P-E-R, and essentially, it's kind of a people skills and situational judgment test that a lot of med schools will require that you take before applying, and um, it takes about 90 minutes. Um, I didn't even know about it till after I graduated, so it's definitely something to just keep in the back of your mind. I would recommend taking it before you even submit your primary application because it takes a couple months to grade and will hold your application up and could prevent you from applying on time. So I would take it sometime in May if possible, uh, June at the latest. That way you get it done and out of the way before your secondaries even come about. And you can find out more information on the website. It's takecasper.com. Um, so any questions you have, you can you can go there, but just something to keep in the back of your mind. And so that's it for our second key, taking the MCAT. We talked about all the logistics about the MCAT, how to study best for the MCAT, and all the things you need to know to be successful when taking the MCAT. And stay tuned for episode three, where we're going to be discussing our third key, which is getting involved in research. So thank you so much for listening, and good luck out there.
1: Until next time on Admission Granted.